own the thing that makes you different. So different is better than better. People buy into you before they buy the thing. Hello, and welcome to The Lucy Lou Show, the fueling station for your mind, business, and life. And now, here's your host, Lucy Lou. Hello, hello, beautiful souls. This is your host, Lucy Lou, and I'm here to give you the gentle reminder that just one small positive thought in the morning can change your whole day. So on this positive day, I am speaking to Patty Dominguez. Patty is the founder of Positioning to Profit, and she is a best-selling author, advisor, and contributing marketing expert. Her work has been featured on many outlets, and she helps service-based entrepreneurs claim their category of one status based on their unique abilities. We're going to talk about why is positioning important to build a personal brand, the difference between positioning and branding, and some of the fundamental principles about positioning, and how you can set yourself apart in a super crowded market. So this is a really exciting conversation. Please do subscribe to get notifications of new episodes that will help you up-level your business and life. And do give us a review to let us know what you have learned or share your takeaways on social and tag me at M-S-L-U-C-Y-L-I-U. That's Miss Lucy Lou. Enjoy our conversation. Welcome to the show, Patty. Thank you so much, Lucy. I really appreciate your energy and I'm really looking forward to adding value to your audience. So thank you for having me. Beautiful. So you're the positioning expert. So obviously, we're going to start by asking you why is positioning so important in building a brand? So I always equate it to the easiest way to think about it is imagine yourself at a cocktail party and somebody's like, oh, I hurt my back. I got a kink in my back. I don't know who to go to. And then you said, oh, I have the perfect chiropractor, right? And so you will refer them. So people that warm up to the idea that you made a referral, they're more likely to buy from that person because it is a referral. In essence, that chiropractor has captured mindshare inside your mind. And so that's really positioning is like, who is that go-to person and how can you capture in a super noisy world space for the thing that you want to be known for? So if you are a service-based entrepreneur, you're building a personal brand. I always start out with the idea of like, what are the one to three words that you can really own, right? That people would know you for. Because we come into with our clever elevator pitches and clever taglines, and that's all all fine and good, but are people going to remember that? And so that's what's really important is capturing that mind share so that when a topic comes up, people remember you for that expertise and how you can help them. Great. So we're building a personal brand and that goes with branding, but what exactly is the difference between positioning and branding then? Yes. There's a a lot of uh, confusion in the marketplace about that because people kind of blend them both. And the easiest way that I would discern the difference is that branding is the visual interpretation of your positioning. The positioning is the strategy side of it. It really comes down to who you're serving, why you're doing what you're doing, what's your reason for being, and all of the architecture. So to give you a visual for the listener, it's like you want to build your dream house and so you hire an architect right and so you hire the architect for the blueprints that's positioning positioning helps to build the foundation 
And then the branding is the paint color and the curtains and what kind of wall art you're going to have is what happens after the fact. So you need positioning first before you can do the branding. And I would almost argue, and I know this is probably really controversial, that positioning is way more important than the actual branding. People get really consumed with like, I got to get my website right. You know, I got to get my Instagram right. And it's like, no, you want to have your positioning done first. Yeah. So what are some fundamental principles of building that positioning? Mm -hmm. So I think the best way to go about that is just an exploratory as like who you want to serve, right? Have a really good definition of the market that you want to reach. And most people don't ever go through the copious amount of effort to understand who their premium prospect is. And I mean, beyond the, you know, the demographics and the age range and all that stuff. It's like, really looking at their fears, frustrations, pain points, dreams, desires, hopes, all the things that really matter to them so that you can craft the message, right? When you have that done right, you have a message to market match. And what that means is like you're saying something. If you've ever been uh, doing a workshop or an email and you'll get a response and somebody's like, oh my God, you so get me, like you're in my head. Well, that's no mistake, right? If you have somebody say that to you, it's like, okay, I nailed that. You know, I nailed the messaging. They resonated with it. They got it. And so it really moves people to build trust. And so that way you can have the message, you understand your market and really putting together a suite of offers in your product portfolio, what have you, that is really going to be timely, relevant, something they need to solve for a problem. When you have that, you have all the elements that you need to position a profit. Beautifully said. But as we're gathering these elements together as an entrepreneur, usually the thought that often come to our mind is that, oh, the market is saturated. It's super crowded. Uh, everyone's doing the exact same thing I'm doing. So how do you set yourself apart? I think one of the best things to do is to just own the thing that makes you different. So different is better than better. A lot of times people focus on their certification or where they went to school or all of the all of these other elements that are external. When at the end of the day, I really see that as just cost of entry, right? It's just the cost of doing business to say, yes, I can help you. Yes, I know what I'm doing. But where a real competitive advantage comes in is with the differentiation. And most people don't really focus on differentiation. And for the service-based entrepreneur, it really is just as easy as like, what is it that makes you you? Like people buy into you before they buy the thing, right? So the whole process of KLT, no like trust happens because they resonate with your message. And so I know sometimes we get into a mode of comparisonitis. We're like, oh, so-and-so is so much, right, is really out there and doing things. And, or you may look at somebody online and be like, really, that person has 2 million followers. <laughs> you know, we go into that judgment and be like, I'm not as good as them. And so we go into comparison when the reality is, is if you copy what other people are doing, you're only ever going to be at most the second best version instead of owning who you are all your quirks. And so one of the most powerful things you can do is collect a series of stories that are your stories that make you you, right? Everything that I have and I talk about, people know who have followed me for a while, they know my stories, right? That I have that chocolate chip cookie there, that is there because there's a story behind it, right? It's when I had that big epiphany after working in corporate that I'm like, I can't believe when I worked with all the big brands, 
they were talking about positioning so much. And yet we don't do that as entrepreneurs. So I'm like, if they're doing it for a cookie, why aren't we doing it for our own brands? Right. So you have a collection of stories inside you bring out those stories because those are going to be the connection points because people buy an emotion and they justify it with logic. So it's not about your widget. It's not about your certifications. It's about what you are bringing to the table as who you are. Beautifully said. I resonate with everything you just said. And it's funny, just about two episodes back, we have an episode exactly on KLT, the no like trust factor, because no matter what stage you are in your entrepreneurial journey, it's always good to look back what's going on with your KLT, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I loved how you talked about those stories. And I always have my clients have a specific folder or document or file always ready to add with their story bank. We have banks of story, but yet in the beginning, we feel like we have no stories to tell. Like I know when I started, I felt like I was without stories. I'm not inspiring. I'm without stories. But if you're really intentional about that, start a story bank and then you'll realize you have a whole bank of stories and tell about the each lesson you've learned from each of those stories. And it's amazing. And before you know it, you've got a whole book. A hundred percent. And I was going to say, and when you train your brain to look at the story potential, like there's so many things that come across my, Ooh, that's a good one. Oh, I'm going to tell that story in my email tomorrow. Like you start looking at things and just keeping your notes app on your phone and just jotting those things down. Because if you think you're going to remember, you won't, you'll forget. So just really be a good steward, like activate your reticular activating system to look for good stories like that and how it relates to an opportunity for you to connect to your audience. And you can use stories on interviews, podcasts, webinars, like emails, you know, intros to present. I mean, it goes on and on and on. So I love that you do that because there's a huge amount of value in doing that. Yeah. And then you talked about earlier that you work for the corporate world before your Mm -hmm. entrepreneurial journey. So what are the bigger brands, what are they doing that smaller entrepreneurs or solopreneurs are not doing? Yeah, it just goes back down to the immense amount of market research, like everything is looked at. Like, let me give you the example. The whole cookie story happened because there was a new product introduction and there was a bunch of people on the Zoom call years back because I was still doing consulting back then um, into my entrepreneur career. I was like, I would do consulting projects. And I just had this huge epiphany. I'm like, gosh, there's like 20 people on the Zoom call and we're talking about a cookie. And it was like, well, how is that cookie going to be used? Is it moms? Is it dads? Are they putting it in the car cup? Are they traveling with it? Is it an on-the-go product? And the reason I'm bringing that up is because that's such a great example of the message is only as good as the person who's going to hear it. So if you wanted to share the cookie for a mom, her interests and desires are different than for a dad or a man on the go. A man on the go is going to shove it in his suitcase, so to speak, because he needs uh, a, a snack from the train to the meeting. Whereas the mom is like, how can I take this this cookie and have it ready? Because as soon as I pick up my kids, let's say they're going to be in the back seat ravenous. So so they want a quick snack. So, see what I'm saying? So the application is so different. And so it's just really, again, understanding how your 
premium prospects is what I call them, or perfect customers, is how they're engaging with what it is that you have. And so how can you meet them where they are? And it's only like, be a good, like, listen to the words that they're saying to you. You're going to get all the intel that you want just by listening to your clients. It's priceless. Beautiful, beautiful. And as entrepreneurs, along the way, we sometimes shift in our businesses or make business pivots. How do you reposition yourself in such case? Well, you have to, if the repositioning is because you're looking to move in your business, I've done this many times where I got into one opportunity. Okay. So entrepreneurs, we have like red, shiny object, right? And so you're like, oh, that's a cool opportunity. Let me go there, you know, or, oh, that sounds good. Or you get swayed in this and that. And I'll never forget, this was going back several years, a good five years ago. I had this opportunity, a pretty big um, influencer in the marketplace. He's like, hey, we see that you're utilizing this particular tool. Would you be interested in opening up an agency? You hire people, you train them, we'll send you all the clients you want. That wasn't really my core competency, but I was like, holy cow, I'm sitting on this huge opportunity to have like a multiple six-figure business that is just a direct funnel to me of all these leads. Long story short, we were doing it. I had hired people. I hated it. So the point there is, is like I had to make the decision to release it. And so I had that particular brand. I retired it and I repositioned it to say, I'm a coach for for service-based entrepreneurs. Here's what I bring to the table. This is the value proposition of it, right? So when you're repositioning, it's just being clear around who you're helping, who you will not help right? Because I don't have a done for you model. So anybody that comes and says, well, can you help me with my fun? No, I don't do that. I don't do that, right? So it's being very clear, very delineated around what is it that you do. Be really focused. Don't divert yourself. And if you're in a situation where you have to close down a part of your business, it's okay. Entrepreneurs do it all the time. But bring them back to the new value that you bring and be steadfast around who you do want to work with. Yes, can't agree with you more. So in your days working as an entrepreneur, what is a favorite quote that you go by? My favorite is stand guard at the doorway of your mind. And what that means is like, don't live, don't let people live rent free in your head. Stand guard, meaning be really a good steward of the information that you're taking in because that information becomes beliefs ultimately if you don't know how to manage them properly. So I'm always looking at things like through the filter of like, is this going to empower me or disempower me? Is this positive or negative? How is this adding value to my life? You know what I mean? So just being a good steward of of your thoughts, of where your mind is, where you're, where is your, my attention? So standing guard at the doorway of my mind, any time I go into imposter syndrome, negative thinking, I stop myself in that moment and be like, yeah, that doesn't serve me. Stop it. You know what I mean? And then I just move on. <laughs> wow. I love that quote. Thank you so much for sharing. Yeah, absolutely. Where can we find you at, Patty? So you can find me on my website because sometimes people spell my last name wrong. They'll spend it with a Q instead of a G. Just go to positioningexpert.com and you will go right to my website. There you're going to see a whole bunch of goodies on how you can uh, see if your positioning is effective. I have a quiz there. I have lots of free resources to help you to position your brand to profit. Again, positioningexpert.com. Thank you. Thank you. To all the beautiful souls listening, thank you for joining me on this episode of The Lucy Liu Show. When I'm not podcasting, I am coaching high-achieving women in life transitions, getting unstuck, 
kissing overwhelmed goodbye and living a more joyful and fulfilled life through strategic goal setting and mindset transformation. It would mean the world to me if you subscribe, rate, or share this with a friend. And don't forget to join me for the next episode. Remember, there is always a way and more blessings are coming your way. For free resources and show notes, head over to lucylucoaching.com. 